What's up? All right. Well, uh, it's good to hear from you, man. I haven't heard from you in a hot minute. Yeah, man. It's good to hear from you. What you been up to today? All right. So uh, just to keep the formality schedule up, uh, welcome to the uh, Drugging Ramblings of, of Good Friends podcast. Uh, the name you actually came up with. <laughs> Why well, you were... I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And speaking of Drugging Ramblings, I uh, left a couple of beers here for at the Armory from last week. I'm going to go grab those. And... Yeah, I, uh, I had a glass of wine, so I'm, I'm nice and tipsy nice. right now. We can do it authentically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to have too much wine. I uh... <laughs> Let's see. I uh, I got done working three days in a row, Ooh. and uh, dude, it was this morning. I I literally went home, put my head on my fucking pillow, and was like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> oh God, what happened last night? Every fucking thing in the lab was broken or we ran out of reagent. Jesus. Like our uh the the Plavix machine, which I don't expect you to know, but it's it's a machine that helps uh doctors and surgeons determine like the uh, platelet aggregation. Yeah. It's important to know if they take aspirin, like if they can actually cut into you without you bleeding out. Okay. Uh that machine was completely broken. Awesome. <laughs> Been broken for two days. So if you're gonna get surgery, don't come to my hometown. Uh, the D-dimer reagent for the coag machine, uh, it, it's a, indic- a test indicative of a stroke if you've had a stroke. Uh, we ran out of those. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, great. So don't have a stroke in, in, in our hometown. Uh, and then the Centaur, which is a machine that does like your HIV tests, your BNPs, very sophisticated tests. Around 6.30 this morning, it started making a noise equivalent if you threw, like, a concrete brick into a washing machine. Oh, great. Or, or a dryer just went like... <laughs> yeah, that's never a good sound. Anything. And my coworker Niyoshi, I just turned to her and she looked at me and she's like, I didn't know it made that noise. You're like, it doesn't. What the... F-? It doesn't. Either, either the fucking motor was fried in the machine or there was a uh, cuvette saw jammed up in it. God. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're talking about like thousands of dollars to fix this shit or call oh, service. Oh, my God. So that happened. And then uh, in addition to that, this lazy phlebotomist got in a fight with the other phlebotomist because she didn't want to stick, go stick the patients in the morning run. And uh, one of my friends, the phlebotomist, Tiffany, she was like, how the fuck this bitch have a job? <laughs> <laughs> this bitch had to blow up the goddamn building to actually get a fucking job. Jesus. To lose her job. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it was ridiculous uh, this this morning. And literally, I'm, I'm just, I'm just laughing. I mean, it's just, it's just funny. <laughs> God, that sounds, that sounds, you know, just like the army. Everything that, hey, we need you to do this. Well, the thing I need to do that's fucking broken. Like, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there's nothing I can do. I mean, like, we don't have a backup machine for the one that's broken, and the centaur that has to be taken down because, I mean, at that point, it's probably a fire hazard or something. <laughs> leaving <Yeah>. it on. <laughs> Sounds like it going off. Like, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was it was pretty bad, but uh, yeah, I'm off for the next few days, so I'm very very relieved of that. That's good, yeah. Take yourself a well deserved break. Oh yeah, how's everything on your end? 
Oh, it's okay. Let's see. Um, I didn't sleep last night. So, Always a good thing. Yeah. No, I um, I don't know, man. Like, it's hard for me to get to sleep before like midnight. And uh, I was laying there. My roommate, him and his girlfriend were uh, they were up. I guess they were tickle fighting or something. I don't know. They were being loud. And uh, I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got got in my truck at like two o'clock in the morning. I didn't have to be in Poppaville till like eight. I drove four hours down here and uh, couldn't fall asleep because it was freaking hot. And I was waiting for somebody to come unlock the front gate. And I came inside, hung out with my buddies, talked about politics and movies and things like that. And then we uh, went and got lunch and then I fell asleep. I got I came back to the armory and fell asleep until like 530. <laughs> I was wondering last night because I think I, I Snapchatted you some stupid shit at like one in the morning and you actually responded. Yeah. You I was, um, was kind of odd to see that. You took a picture of yourself. What were you doing? You, you, I forget the name that you called it, but it was like a, like a, I don't know. You're staring up like what those old paintings. Oh, the Hellenistic heroic yeah. pose. Yeah. Yeah. Hellenistic pose. Yeah. 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 It, uh, yeah. Just something to fuck with you. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I was just like yeah, watching, I've been watching, rewatching RVB. So I'm in season eight now. Oh yeah, is that uh, that's that's the uh, that's not the freelancer tr- uh, saga. That's the uh, Washington yes. and them and the Meta team up and try to find church. Yep, yep, it's that one. It I, I like the series when they go into Halo Three. Season five, I think, is when the series gets really good. It's really good writing, hilarious stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing how they managed to patch it all together. Yeah, you know, and they've got really good uh, animators, you know, because mo- most of the uh, most of the season, well, not most of the season, but a good portion of the season is, uh, you know, all a kind of CGI type thing. You know, they actually yeah. animate everybody moving, and they do a really good job for. <laughs> at that time, I'm sure the team wasn't that big still. Yeah, the guy who did it, his name was Monty Oum. He actually died a few years back. Really, 2014 and 2015, right? Right as I was getting into college, I remember hearing he died. Wow. Had, a, had an aneurysm, I think. Man, that's that's a scary thought. Aneurysms are nothing to play with, you know, and it's crazy how you can get them. I mean, you bump your head a little too hard, you know, a little bit of air air gets in your blood, pops in your brain. That's it. Yeah, there was a Roman emperor, uh, Valentinian I, one of the better later Roman emperors. He, uh, he had a tendency for cursing people out. And one day he met a delegation of Germans, and they were being a bunch of assholes. So he just literally just flipped the fuck out. Damn. Starts, yeah, I'm just trying to imagine, like, you know, some dude screaming at someone in Latin. Uh, <laughs> and he just paused for a second. And he just fell over dead of an aneurysm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm going to die of an aneurysm when I'm up here at the armory. Some of the stupid shit I got to put up with. <laughs> no, yeah, you've t- you've told me some of the illicit crazy shit that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. I haven't told any of our viewers though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, you let's know, we don't it. want to be put on the uh, the national FBI most wanted list. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, but at the same time, you know, we don't want our viewers to sit here. What's he talking about? You mean the military stressful? You just said you I'll, took a nap all day. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Tristan. I was so fucking surprised that you told me that Bradley is like a piece of shit that breaks down all the time. Yeah, the Bradley probably. armored. That yeah. that surprised me because you see you see you see them in like parades and stuff. You see them like in the in the movies. They're like, oh my god, it's a super fucking troop transport with a twenty five millimeter cannon. It's unstoppable. 
And I texted you this, and you're like, fuck no, these things break down all the goddamn time. Yeah, they really do. You know, there's there's so much, you know, some of it's not even that the vehicle won't work. It's just small things. You know, there's um, there's things that have to be working in order for you to use the Bradley. You know, if your internal communications, which inside all military vehicles, they you hook up headsets to these little boxes, and it allows you to speak with everybody in the crew. Um so you're not trying to yell over engine sounds and things like that, you know, and the headphones cancel out noise. You know, if those comms don't work, um, you can't fire the Bradley because uh, it's it's not safe. You can't, you know, give out good, um, good fire commands and things like that. Then the other thing you need is external comms. You need to be able to communicate with other vehicles and, and uh, base of fire around you. If you yeah. can't communicate with them, you can't safely fire the Bradley because, you know, you can't communicate other people's position and your position and you risk, run the risk of friendly fire. Um, so you can't fire it. Uh, what else? Well, this past AT, most of our vehicles had weapons problems. The guns were, they weren't, wouldn't function correctly. The feeders wouldn't function correctly. Um, the, the, feeding system needs power in order to run it's an electronically run uh it's like uh what would you call it i guess it's kind of like a gear that moves belts you know into the weapon in order for it to fire you know and it needs yeah. electricity to run and a lot of the six pin fucking connections were all fucked up so you couldn't fire the weapon at all you know and the, the most the most egregious thing you told me is like in the fucking deserts the ac will just go out Oh yeah, no. The AC doesn't work in most military vehicles. And any any veterans listening to the podcast, hopefully we have a couple veterans out there. They'll that's a good testament, especially if they've been to Kuwait. You know, the AC system just can't keep up. You know, you're you're in a vehicle, you've got body armor and a helmet, and you're wearing a top. You know, because you you can't just you know it's not like the movies where you see guys walking around with like a freaking t-shirt or something. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. That's that's a big no-no. You know, you you. You walk around without that top and, you know, you look different. If you look different from the rest of the military, people assume you're not in the military. You can get shot by friendly fire, you know, and then it's protective equipment. You know, we wear the long tops in the desert and everything because it prevents, you know, sunburns. Did you know that if you get sunburns bad enough where it's like second degree burns, uh, the military can actually charge you for failure to failure to or was it damaging military equipment because technically every soldier is is military equipment gi government issued yeah you know that's you, crazy though i yeah, didn't know that you fail you fail to keep yourself up you could be charged with damaging government equipment you know but then also if you get in fights like if you're walking down the street some dickhead punches you you can get charged i think up to five thousand dollars in six years in prison for but, damaging but government Tris- property but Tristan, what if I try to try to smuggle in a, like ten pounds of marijuana into into a Muslim country in the middle of the Middle East? Well, more than likely you're going to get charged with international drug trafficking and get dropped <laughs> in Leavenworth. <laughs> Saw it happen to a guy. I he know I, that still blows my fucking mind. And he tried to get it shipped through the mail, didn't he? Yep, his his family sent it to him in a box. Oh my fucking god! Oh my fucking god! Yeah, people are really dumb in Kuwait. You know, a lot of guys here, you know, that had habits like that, smoke a little marijuana, wanted to quit, went to Kuwait and was like, you know, I'm in Kuwait, I'm in a foreign country, I'm not going to be able to do that stuff, I'm on a military base. Turns out, you can get pretty much anything you want in Kuwait at Camp Beering. I'm talking, we had dudes doing heroin and meth. That is very scary. Yeah, 
you you can just you know the the translators and the people that uh you know and it, it used to be we would take care of our own things we would clean our own barracks we would clean our own toilets and everything well you know the contract the the middle eastern contractors that we had there um when they would use our stuff they would totally screw it up you know because i mean they're stationed on the base with us you know and you know, like I'm going to use latrines for an, as an example, um, their culture, you know, it's a hole in the ground and you squat over the hole and you do your business. Well, they don't understand how toilet seats work. So what they'll do is they'll stand on top of the toilet seats. Oh God. Damn. Yeah. And squat. And over there, a public restroom is a public restroom. You don't have to clean it up. So, you know, they just do their business. If they if miss, you miss, they miss, if you miss, yeah, they oh don't care. God. They don't. They don't clean it up. Nasty motherfuckers. So, the military has has made it to where all those you know Middle Eastern contractors and everybody they have to clean the latrines because they're the ones that go in there and freaking drop a turd on the on the seat. Um, so, but I think the the point of the story is those contractors uh, are the people that can get you extremely uh, powerful drugs. They get you meth, morphine, opioids, uh, heroin marijuana mm. spice uh anything else you can think of they use, yeah it's it's amazing at how many how much drugs there are on bases like that and how easy it was for the mississippi national guard to find stuff like that like did you yeah. know the, the mississippi national guard isn't allowed back at like places like fort hood <laughs> is it because of shit like that yes it, it is because Apparently, we cause too many fights. We do too many drugs, and uh, we're just a general safety hazard. I, I think... believe it. I, I honestly believe it. Just because how fucking poor Mississippi is, yeah. Yeah, I think at NTC two years ago, um, something like thirty people died due to safety oh my violations. God. Yeah, um, I know one of them that my I wasn't there personally because I wasn't in the in the Mississippi National Guard at the time, but. Apparently, an Abrams flipped over and crushed two guys that were sticking out of the top patches. Things like that. How the fuck do you flip an Abrams? That's what what I said. (laughs) How the fuck do you you flip like a 70-ton fucking tank, man? I don't know, man. You know, those Chia Pets, some of them... A Chia Pet is like when you're in the desert, um, mesquite bushes grow and then sand blows into the base of the mesquite bush and builds up a little bit of sand and the bush gets bigger and then it builds up sand and over time it, it looks like a it's a hump of sand with a big mesquite bush over the top it looks like a chia pet you know from back in the day and uh sometimes you get some pretty big ones and i guess you're going over the side and the sand gives way a little bit from the weight of the tank and it just rolls over and you Jesus take a turn Christ. take a turn too fast you can flip it's it's easier to flip a Bradley than an Abrams because the wheel the track base is a little narrower and the turret sits a little higher. But yeah, some dude flipped an Abrams and uh, killed two dumb people. Motherfucker. Dumb yeah, and then, motherfucker. And then other dumb shit like when we were in Kuwait, you know, a lot of of Cab North Com- Combat Arms Brigade uh, North, the northern part of the state. You know, they were getting into trouble all the time. They have they have a lot of gang problems and uh, people would get stabbed, people would get beat up. They were jumping military police officers. I know they're jumping the locals is what you said, too. Yeah, they're jumping the locals and military police officers, robbing people, you know, and, and Camp Buring, it's so hot during the day, especially during the summer. Most people don't come out till nighttime. That's why they have like a midnight chow, because mm. that's lunch for most people. People wake up when it starts to get dark 
um, and then they're up and they do all of their outdoor paperwork things at night, and then they go to sleep during the day. At least we did, but we were only there for like three or four days and didn't have much to do. But uh, people would walk around at night. If you're out by yourself, you were gonna get uh, you're probably gonna get beat up and stabbed and or raped. Uh, I know a lot of, I think there was 10 or 11 raping instances where, and it wasn't just like guys on females. It was dudes on dudes, females on females, females on dudes. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm surprised we're still allowed at Camp Beering. I'm surprised there's still a fucking unit in Mississippi National Guard. They don't disband, y'all. Well, and I know they've been trying to shut different units down for a long time. Like Camp Shelby for the past, I think, 12, 13 years, they've been trying to shut Camp Shelby down for a while. And yeah. uh, we we mobilized out of Camp Shelby. They wanted um, they wanted to make it a mob station and keep it open, you know. So they tried to mobilize us out of there, and it didn't really work too well. And they sent us to El Paso, you know. So now they're trying to make El Paso a mob station. I don't, I don't know, you know, I I don't know. Camp Shelby's a great little training area, you know. It's good for training and everything, but it's just so run down, and I'm sure it's expensive to try and keep up. I feel like that kind of sums up Mississippi as a whole, though. Yeah. Kind of run down expensive to oh. keep up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, shit. Uh, have you ever been to Popperville? Fuck this place. No, <laughs> dude. I, I'm lucky. Most of my life has been Mississippi, and I've been to the coast a few dozen times. But I've been to Harrisburg once, been to uh, Starkville twice, but that's about as far as I've gone in the Mississippi. Been to I, went to, once? I went to Harrisburg once. Uh, that's interesting. And I went up to the Delta when I was still full time to help set up a machine in one of the hospitals in the Yazoo area. But uh, nice. Well, no, it's again, it looks like a place that God fucking forgot. Yeah, that's what Popperville looks like. I still, I still find the funniest thing is that little shitty gas station in Kosciuszko. Which one? Um... The one I stopped by. <laughs> and oh, I, I no, you... you're, you're talking about Michael 16 outside of Carthage. Carthage, my bad, my bad, Carthage, yeah. 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 Yep, I used to and work I was, there. And I was like, uh, yo, Tristan, I stopped at this piece of shit backwards place in Carthage. And you're like, what's the name of it, Ken? I'm like, uh, 66 something. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Michael 16? You're like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I worked there. <laughs> Dude, how the fuck didn't you die like fucking mildew poisoning? <sighs> I don't know, man. It was, it was bad. It was an easy job. Yeah, it was terrible. But, you know, Michael, the or, well, maybe I shouldn't say his name, but nobody knows his last name. So just but, just say first name, first names. Yeah, um, he, you know, as long as people walk in there and spend money, he's not going to fix a damn thing. You know, and that that store as run down and crappy as it was, he made close to he made gross before pulling out anything to, like, maintain the place. Uh, Two hundred grand a month from that one store. <laughs> And he owns three more stores, two car lots, and a farm. That dude makes Dude's millions. Dude's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, that dude makes millions <laughs> off those crappy yeah. stores. You wouldn't fucking know it, though. Yeah, no, you wouldn't know it. His house is kind of a... Well, he moved into his mom's place, which is really nice. But he still has... He still owns his original house, which is just a piece of crap run down. It, it looks like the kind of house that you, you see in horror movies that people pull up to in the middle of the night. And they got car trouble and they get murdered. Yeah, like those old Victorian mansions are all run down. Nah, it doesn't look like it. it's not a Victorian mansion. It looks like somebody put brick around a double wide trailer, and and Ooh. that was that. Um, Ooh. you know, but he's. I think his mom's house is actually really nice. I've only been there once, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah Mississippi. Uh, 
pretty fucking derelict, pretty fucking poor. Uh, really, really sad, actually. Yeah, my uh, my buddy Polson wants to. Uh, <laughs> oops, excuse me. But Morty, Morty, we we got it. We got it. We got to Now, my buddy Polson wants to open up a gun store. Uh, and within the next three years, you know, and he wants me to come down here. He wants to put it around Poplarville. I'm like, dude, we are not going to be successful around here, man. You guys are going to get broken into down there, I'm sure. Well, we're just going to go broke. You know, he's 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 got great plans for everything. You know, he's he's got a budget. He's got like he's got it budgeted to how much it would probably cost to start the place up. And, you know, he's got expansion ideas. He wants a small handgun range out there first and make a small rifle range and then it extend the rifle range to a few thousand meters and then put like a machine like he's got good plans you know i've gone through everything that he's done you know he's budgeted everything with my help he's had to budget everything because he doesn't know you know weapons prices and how they fluctuate and things like that but um you know he's like yeah we should do it somewhere here near poplarville you know being it being between picayune and hattiesburg and it'll be close to slidell i'm like dude that's an hour from slidell he's like yeah but people will drive up here i'm like no people won't dude you know, if you're more than 30, you know, 45 Slidell, minutes. Louisiana? Yeah, Slidell, Louisiana. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, ooh. Yeah, Damn. He's, he's like, no, people will drive up here to us. I'm like, dude, if you're like 30 minutes away from somebody is kind of pushing it. You know, 45 minutes is probably the most amount of time somebody would be willing to drive. You know, but, you know, we're in Poplarville. You know, this is hit country. If people want to go shoot guns, they, there's Go out in the backyard. Yeah, there's land out here. You know, I'm like, what we need to do is we need to move up north, you know, towards Tennessee near Tupelo, Memphis, uh, Columbus, Starkville, West Point. You know, there's a gun store in West Point that does very well because the air base there in Columbus, you know, and then the retirement community and the young kids in Starkville, they all come up to it. You know, they're very popular gun store. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You told me that the other day, but uh, I don't know, man, it's 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 pretty crazy to. uh i don't know it's it's crazy and it you know it takes money to make money no it definitely does you know and really i wish i'd had the money beforehand i would have gone ahead and well i wish i could go back a year to a year ago you know knowing what i know now and if you know i had the capital open a gun shop because you know right now most gun shops i mean there's no ammo all their ammo has been bought up flying off the shelves i imagine yeah um they have nobody has really any inventory of handguns because everybody's gone out and bought a handgun and nobody has any inventory of rifle parts. Everybody's got hunting rifles and a couple AR 15s, but you know, everybody's been buying up rifle parts. They've been buying up ammo and they've been buying up handguns. You know, I w- mm-hmm. we would have made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Election year is usually the best time to, uh, to sell. And then, you know, everything crashes down after a year because nothing ever happens. Yeah, no, nothing ever happens the year after the election. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, I still think the best way to do it wouldn't be a brick-and-mortar store. But, you know, what the fuck do I know about opening a gun store? Wouldn't be a brick-and-mortar store? I would think, you know, online would be the future just because you could reach a larger clientele. Yeah, but we would still. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, we can do a brick and mortar store. The, the biggest attraction would be firearms. Um, the range restorations. No, our, <laughs> uh, you know, nobody in Mississippi does restorations. That was kind of the spawn of the whole idea. You know, I'm not. I'm not by any means amazing at restorations, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at it. And uh, you know, nobody really in Mississippi does any. If if you want to find somebody that does it, you got to. 
you got to look on like Craigslist and stuff. You know, nobody advertises for it. Yeah, and who the fuck uses Craigslist anymore? Yeah, nobody uses Craigslist anymore. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a throwback from the early two thousands, ain't it? Yeah, it is. It's a big throwback from the early two thousands. You know, I, I mean, my my granddad knew a guy um, years ago that did restorations, and uh, that dude died. <laughs> There's nobody else in like near Kaziet, you know, near the central estate that does restorations. Mm. I've heard of a couple guys down here, but you know, they're extremely expensive. My buddy came to me the other day and said, uh, "How much would you charge me to um to work on my 1911 it's got a little bit of a rust issue and uh 25 bucks an hour is what he's paying right yeah yeah well that's that's what i told him i said it'll probably take me two hours um you know i'll charge you 25 an hour so 50 bucks he's like all right i can do that the dude that i asked me on it that owns like an actual gun store he's like he, he was gonna charge me 125 dollars i was like fuck i was like shit i should have come out of the gate at like 75 <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean it's definitely find your niche man yeah yeah i mean you know it's not going to be something that we're going to do within the next couple of months i mean it's going to be a lot of years of planning probably three or four years from now we'll try to have something starting up like just starting up yeah what about the emt Uh, thing did i ever go through you know i i tried to contact my uh my teacher about it and um I couldn't get a hold of him because he said in August we were going to try and do practicals, and I haven't heard anything from. Do they? Do you know if they even started classes back up? Well, I know that Mississippi State started in-person classes. I don't know if if uh, they if uh, East Miss did, but um, I, I know pretty much everybody started up in-person classes. So mm. I don't know. Yep, damn right they did. That's why they need a medical technologist to to, to help them not die of COVID. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm going to try and get in contact with somebody up there and just see what I need to do. I still need to take the National Registry again. Okay, yeah. How how how, uh, how long is that? Like how many questions? How many hours? Um I don't know. I think it varies. Like if you're if you're rocking and rolling and you answer most of the questions right, I think once you get a passing score, it it kicks you out. Um you know, you don't have to sit there and go through, I think, like 120 questions. You know, once you, once you get, a, I think, like an 80, 75, 80, it just, you know, says you're done, you passed. Mm. Yeah, so I need to do that. I think once I do that, because of COVID, I can actually get a job somewhere and I can do practicals through them. Yeah, but I should. I need to work on that and get that done. Oh, yeah. Um. So that way, once I get done with the guard here and in september 30th yeah but positive note um if i don't get a job right away i think i'm a little taken care of you know i got i put in i invested 40 grand today i got 10 grand in my savings and then i re-signed with the national guard today and they're doing for infantry until october they're doing a uh, twenty thousand dollar re-sign bonus oh shit and um yeah, so I re-signed today. I get ten grand up front, and then the other ten grand over a period of time. Dude, go so, way to go! Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I'll have another ten grand. I'll have I'll have twenty grand saved up. You know, I cannot work for a good little while and be taken care of, but I'm going to try and get a job as quick as possible because yeah. I don't want that money just dwindle away. Yeah, and just you know, it's always good to have another skill and trade. 
Yeah. So that's one thing I, I do. My my primary job is, you know, laboratory science, but I also do some other side hustles here and there. Really? Well, I mean, I, I, I invest in the market here and there. Okay. I made, yeah, some, yeah. made a decent amount of money on a company, Inovio, uh, when the COVID started. It was at four bucks a share. It's a biomedical company. And it peaked at 30. And I, wow. And I bought 40 fucking shares. So you can do the, you can do the math. Shit, huh? I fucking sold it. So shit, you bought it for four dollars a share. Four dollars and seventy cents. It was a Novio. It's four dollars and seventy-five cents a share when I bought it. It peaked at thirty. I didn't sell it at thirty. I actually sold it at seventeen. So I should have waited and held it a little bit longer. Well, that's still. I mean, that's still, especially at, at how many share? Forty some shares. Forty shares. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a hell of a lot of money. Oh yeah, and most of that, um, most of that money, uh, put back into Apple stocks. I. Because, you know, Apple just had a split lately. Yeah, yeah, they just had a split. So they went from, if you had one stock, now you have four stocks. Yep, so I bought a few shares of that. Nice. Yeah, I, I just got uh, my money invested today. Had a couple of problems with the transfer, but we're good to go. Um, got I think I got 40 grand in. I got 65% stocks, 35% bonds. So I'm looking forward to see how that grows, especially after the election. Hopefully things, you know, grow a little bit and stabilize. Oh, don't worry. Dark Lord Primordial Uncle Joe is going to take care of you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like how I've turned that into a meme with all my friends. Are, are you the dude in charge of that Twitter account? Okay, yeah. So uh, Uncle Joe, maybe, possibly. Yeah, because there's, there's no way that it's a coincidence that I sent you that freaking Vietnamese... <laughs> fucking text and then you and then uncle joe responds on twitter i'm like there's no fucking way that this isn't ken right now child, child. <laughs> uncle joe in the beginning there was there was darkness and then there was uncle joe how many followers do you have i've seen i saw part of the pictures and you had a good bit of views uncle joe's love for, for his people is immortal it, it shines bright <laughs> upon the earth <laughs> That's insane. That's hilarious. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I also have a few troll accounts here and there. I, one before the Donald was shut down. You know the Donald, the fucking Reddit. No, where all the hardcore Trump supporters would go. I used to. I used to have a few troll accounts. I go into the Donald and be like, "Donald Trump sucks. George W. Bush is a true conservative." <laughs> just, just to see people's fucking heads explode. <laughs> <laughs> and on the on the like side, I did the same thing with like uh, the Hillary Clinton subreddit back in sixteen. Yeah. I'd be like, Hillary Clinton's a shit piece of shit. Where it's really at is fucking George Mondale. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know who George Mondale is. He ran for president like fucking God in the at the eighties. Mm. Or, or so, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, it'd be fucking hilarious. I look at the downvotes; it'd be like minus thousand downvotes. Damn. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, uh, I have not done any Twitter uh, troll YouTube accounts. That that'd be something to do one day. Oh yeah, that'd be hilarious. Hmm. No, but uh, yeah. primordial Uncle Joe, like the three the three titans in this world are Prometheus, uh, Uncle Joe, and uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie oh my god he's not like his popularity hasn't declined at all in the last 10 years oh it has it has severely yeah he's I don't know he lost his mind when he got popular like he just lost it I never understood like how let's plays became like the de facto gaming format 
friendly like well, gaming like, news. It was it was funny, you know, his his like amnesia stuff, you know, was really popular because it was like a face cam. You got to react to this dude getting scared shitless. Yo, you bros, what up his pewds? Yeah. How's it going, bros? My name is PewDiePie, and today we're playing Amnesia. Like, that that was good, PewDiePie. And then he got kind of political and went off the rails and started doing vlogs for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. And, I was, and he just he just went off the rails. He made that funny video, and he got got a lot of heat because he did the um, the SS officer kind of cosplay thing. That's actually like, what started the fucking YouTube apocalypse, adpocalypse. Yeah, yeah. That uh, so indirectly, PewDiePie like fucked over the entire Gen Z. Yeah, you know, and it's it's, you know, it, I think it's messed up because you know if you want to be funny, like you want to tell some dark jokes. Everybody likes dark jokes. You know, you get a couple of Karens on there, and they're like, I just don't think that was funny. You know, he's making light. You know, what? what dark, I think dark jokes are funny, and I think it's stupid that people get offended by things like that. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my uh, I still think the greatest comedians of all time are George Carlin, uh, and fucking Filthy Frank, hands down. Oh yeah, George Carlin oh. was the master of dark jokes. Oh man, insanely dark jokes. Like, have you seen his take on the boomer, the boomer generation? No. Oh man, he and he's somebody that's uh, Gen Z. So he's actually not not Gen Z, excuse me, uh, Silent Generation, the generation before the Boomers, and he. Yeah, much, I was gonna say, I don't think he's that young. No, no, he's, he's dead now. But uh, he, well, yeah. he rips into him. He uh, got it. One of his his stand ups. He was like, "This generation went from like cocaine to Rogaine. They went from count. They're still counting grams though, but they're not grams of cocaine. They're grams of fat." <laughs> he's not wrong yeah i mean he pretty much nailed most of the boomers uh yeah i love his humor uh it's a big club and you ain't in it it's also the same big club they use a beat over your head with uh <laughs> oh yeah i remember that bit yeah they call it the american dream because you have to be asleep to believe it oh yeah <laughs> it's like and you just see, I just, I love seeing reactions to his video. Like, it doesn't matter if it's like the most ghetto guy in the hood or like the most white guy in the suburbs. Everyone that watches his fucking videos, like, can is like agreeing, like, man, this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he made, he made a lot of good points. Yeah. You know, when he, when he did that stuff, I, I thought so. I actually watched an interview of him. They asked him, you remember, he did Thomas the Tank Engine for a little while. I did. I, I yeah, yeah, I knew that. And I, I watched that interview and they were like, why, you know, you're somebody, you, you've got some pretty vulgar stuff, you know, and, and uh, some pretty strong opinions, you know, on stage when you're doing your comedy acts, you know, why'd you ever do that show? He's like, well, you know, my kids really liked it. And, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I just kind of wanted to do something different. You know, I didn't want to be this crazy, you know, kind of shocking character. You know, I wanted to do something a little more tame every once in a while. And I really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty, I, th- I think this is the most real I think I've ever seen George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, the thing that sunk PewDiePie and started this fucking ad apocalypse was there's an app where you can literally, it's kind of shitty. It's where you like pay people money and they do shit. Like, like people in poor places like Honduras, Belize, and India. So, what he did though yeah. is he, he didn't think they would actually do it. He literally paid two Indian dudes like five bucks to paint like a fucking swastika on their, like, either. Paint a swastika on their bodies or paint a sign with a swastika and hold it up. 
And they did it. And they fucking did it. Uh, and then the Wall Street Journal got onto it and said, oh, look at all these companies advertising neo-Nazis. And that's, again, here we are today where you can't even fucking... I couldn't even post a fucking video, uh, one of fucking Pink Guy's videos on Facebook because it went against community guidelines. Yeah. You know, they talk about you have freedom of speech on here, but you're not allowed to post anything that hurts somebody's feelings. Yeah. And I literally said, this, ladies and gentlemen, stand up for the anthem of 2020. And like within a minute, it was removed. <laughs> like, are you fucking shitting me? Yep. I know it's it's hilarious, but like, you know, stuff that was funny, you know, or stuff that was popular, you know, 10 years ago, all of a sudden everybody's politically correct. It's no longer funny. It's not popular. Yeah. Comedy. I mean, it's it's how the fuck can you do comedy when you can't offend anyone? Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the old school, you know, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of old school comedians, you know, they kind of go buy into the new age crap because most of Hollywood's liberal. But there's something like Louis C.K. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> no, there's another one, Tim Dillon. He's actually uh he's a pretty progressive guy, but he's 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 fucking hilarious. Have you seen the Megan McCain skit? Mm-mm. Oh god, I gotta show you that. Tim Dillon, he's from LA, he's fucking hilarious. He does not give a fuck. Megan McCain, uh the, the obese daughter of John McCain. Uh she she she's on the view, you know that shitty Karen TV show that a lot of people listen to. Yeah. Yeah. She's on the view and her job is basically to be like, oh, look at the stupid conservative blonde woman. That's that's her job. Uh, anyway, so he he, t- he makes fun of her <laughs> and dresses up as a woman <laughs> and puts on <laughs> lipstick. Oh, my it's, God. I, I'm, I'm going to send it to you when we get done with this. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but com- comedy is dead. Uh, you can't offend anyone. You can't make any snide remarks. Uh, God forbid this podcast ever gets more than like 50 people listening to it because they're going to come for me and you and everyone else on it. Yeah, speaking of that, how many people do we have listening to us right now? So, oh, well, so these are uh, these are done and they're they're recorded. Like this. Okay, so they don't listen to them. Live. No, no, this isn't live. This is a recording. What I normally do is I play the audio with a guest, usually very intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, in fact, this is probably one of the more sober times I've been on this thing. Yeah, I mean, well, there's no, you know, there's no other way to play audio with a guest. You know, you can't be serving. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I sleep on it, wake up next morning, uh, listen to it on the computer and edit out bits that will, you know, get me fucking fired. Yeah. Uh, there's one episode, one of the, the greatest episodes we did between my buddy Cam Reese and me. Uh, we were interviewing Cameron about his political leanings and he's a real hardcore Trump supporter. Yeah, and I think we did 120 minutes of audio, but we had I had to cut out like 40 minutes. Of it. Good lord! Oh, it was like, and I was hungover as shit that morning too. So you can imagine how how much of a good mood I was in. But oh yeah, I, I was editing it. And I was like, God damn it, this is gonna get me fired. This is gonna get me fucking fired. This is gonna get him fired. This is gonna get Reese fired. This is gonna get all of us fired. This is gonna get us put in jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, so don't worry, Tristan. I do edit edit these things. Okay, yeah, I was wondering, you know, because we, I mean, we haven't really talked about anything particularly shocking tonight, so. Yeah, that does not give you an yeah. N-word pass, though. No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Oh, Lord, heck no. I'll get your sergeant to listen to this. Oh, no, he would kill me. He's very, very, uh, you know, he's on top of that stuff. 
You know, he doesn't even like for white people, like white guys, to say cracker. Like he, he's he's like no black dude. Like he's you know he's a black guy. He's like black people can't say the N word. White people can't say cracker. You know, you know if what? you do, I mean, he's, I give him kudos for being consistent. Yeah, you know, it's he's really cool in that regard. But some of the other stuff that he believes in, you know, he's. He's bought into the the idea that um all, that all cops are terrible and that they all they do is shoot black people, and uh, you know and he won't listen to reason on that front. It it annoys me and I don't want to talk about it around him. But my buddy Paulson uh, really loves to bring that topic up. You know, today I just had to, I just got up and and walked out and I'm like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm not gonna be part of this conversation. Yeah, it's you know, sometimes I, it's I like best you guys. to walk away. Yeah, I was like, I really like you guys, and I want to continue to like you guys, so I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> yeah, and even he was like, you know what? That's you know, that's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it it does. It is something to be said, though, man. Like the amount of dev, uh, discourse in this country is like a fever pitch. I mean, it's you know, you can't ever really air this stuff out. I mean, you you, I mean, God, look what the fuck's going on in Portland right now. People are shooting each other in the fucking streets. Yeah, this um. The fucking was it Portland? No, that was Wisconsin. Never mind. No, this is in Portland. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Portland is is burning to the ground right now, and uh, you know, it's. I had a, a conversation. I have a very liberal uh, friend of mine. She's she's really cool, really nice, but she's extremely liberal, and I totally fucked up all her views the other day. It was actually really funny because like she didn't know what to say, and uh, you know, she started she she would talk about things about different police scenarios where police officers shot, you know, black person. I said, well, actually, you know, that video is on YouTube. If you want to watch it, you can see the whole video, you know, that totally disproves her, her whole point. And uh, she's like, I don't even, I don't want to watch it. I'm like, why not? She's like, I just don't want to watch it. And I'm like, because it, it disproves your point of view, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> you know, it was, it was really funny. You know, she, she's telling me, she was like, I think we need stricter gun laws. And I was like, all right. I was like, what, what gun laws do you want to put in place? She's like, well, people don't need to be owning fully automatics. So I was like, well, you can't own fully automatics without an extra, a, a very uh, in-depth license, background. Yeah. yeah, a couple of licenses and a lot of money. I was like, so it's, it's already illegal for me to walk into a gun store and buy a firearm. What next? She's like, well, I think we need background checks. I was like, any gun store you go into, you need to, they do a background check. What's next? Oh, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> I, do, I will say they need to be stricter, though, because I actually, this is a true case. I know someone who's diagnosed with schizophrenia that actually has multiple guns. Yeah. So they certainly need, yeah. do need to be regulated or much more stricter. Yeah, pro- probably a little more stricter. Um, they probably need more a- access to more uh, websites, you know, because they can really only pull up, you know, um, police-based intelligence uh I, I, I had the word in my mind and then i take a sip of beer and, and now i don't know it's gone it yeah but um it's you know that i don't know if they have access to medical records and then medical records aren't you know a public thing no it's hipaa but uh yeah you know so yeah you know that's that's probably something that that um uh class three ffls need access to but uh yeah um you know, so I started talking to her. I was like, well, you know, here's what I would do. In the state of Mississippi, if you wanted to have a pri- private firearms buy, so say you went on Craigslist and some dude uh, a couple houses over was selling a firearm, you don't need a background check. He's not required to report it. You're not required to report the sale. 
you know, private sellers can sell, buy and sell without reporting it to anybody. I was like, I would make that illegal. And she was like, okay, well, I didn't know that. You know, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, feel, I will say this. This is probably going to piss you off. Firearms, it seems to be the most overrated. That and abortion seem to be the most overrated discussions in America right now. Yeah, no, they, they really are because a lot of the people that talk about this stuff don't understand how the things work. With that, and like, who gives a shit? Like, at the end of the day, like, this, it, it, it's not going to materially help people. Yeah. Like, just ignore it. Keep it on the books as it is. Maybe do some tweaks here and there. But, you know, that's not where the meat of the conversation is. The meat of the conversation, why the fuck is America ranked like 38th when it comes to healthcare? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's the meat of the conversation. You know, and a lot of people I hear them talk about, you know, gun violence in America, you know, and they compare it to other countries like England and Japan and China. You know, oh, guns are illegal in England. You know how much gun violence they have? You know, not not that many people are shot a year. You know, then I'm like, okay, well, not that many people are shot a year, but how many people are stabbed? Quite a bit, you know, actually. People... I, uh, this is a true story. At LA Tech, I had a chance to meet a surgeon, uh, a London surgeon. He had a, it was a little conference in fucking Carson Taylor. But anyway, I had a chance to meet him and talk to him about that. And his presentation was on about, like, uh, treating lacerations because they get so many stab wounds in the London hospitals. And Yeah. So that part is I mean... true. I do. Yeah. I, I, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to say, you know, it's it's not the weapons that are the problem. It's not the knives. It's not the guns. It's not anything like that. You know, and and you can even transfer that over to to police violence. It's not it's not the police force as a whole. It's not the guns as a whole. It's it's what's in the heart of the human beings. You know, if somebody wants to kill somebody else, it, uh, it doesn't matter what they kill them with. You know, if guns are illegal, fuck it, I'll stab them. If, if you know, knives are illegal like they tried to do in London years back, <laughs> you know, I'll beat them to death with a club. You know, if, if, if somebody wants somebody else dead, they're going to find a way to kill this person. Yeah. You know, yes, guns are an effective, an easy and effective way of doing it. I get it. Knives are just as effective. In close quarters. You know? Yeah, in close quarters, you know, and, and most of, you know, gun violence in America, it's not you know, 20, 30 feet, it's not a couple hundred yards. It's fucking almost point blank. You know, it's within stabbing distance. Yeah, that's true. You know, but so back to my know, point, though, I, I think it's yeah, over, yeah, yeah. I think it's completely overblown. And, and people that just take a stand on that are willing to die on that hill. I'm like, look, man, we got bigger fucking fish to fry. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's bigger issues. Uh, and it's just stupid. Yeah. Like you'll see, especially down in the south where we live, you'll see uh like, you know, you see, like, people running for office having a shotgun. Like, I'll defend the Second Amendment rights. I'm like, okay, that's cool. What about, you know, every else, everything else? What about health care? What about poverty? What about, you know, education reform? Yeah. How many people freeze to death on the streets at night? How many people die of starvation? How many people die of malpractice in hospitals? I got another you know? opioid. The opioid crisis is fucking yeah. gutted the South. Maybe not Mississippi is bad, but, like, you go up to West Virginia, up in that area, it's fucking destroyed communities uh yeah and you know no one ever fucking talks about it because it's you know it's it's an actual real issue and there's no money in it so yeah that's my opinion so i whenever people get drawn into guns and abortion i'm like look man i don't give a fuck i i really it's like just stop (laughs) to quote filthy frank it's time to stop it's not really a major issue compared to you know fucking national security or something along those lines right right it's not a big you know and it's it's the government um 
blowing it up, people blowing it out of proportion. You know, they want to keep you dumb and they want to keep you focused on other things that aren't that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, the every and, you know, I'm starting to see that, you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for in any election. Every every politician, every person that stands up and says, I'm going to defend your rights, they're already bought and paid for by the establishment. Pretty much. They could all of them could give a fuck. You know, they all make their money. They get all their donations to their private um, to their private charities. They get, you know, plus their what is it? What do they make? in capitol hill like 200 grand i think is the most somebody makes a year i think president's 400 and something thousand dollars a year senators i think it's 170 180 house of reps it's 140 135 i think a year yeah you know they they make plenty of money offhand you know to take care of themselves and to get a nice place and a nice car and do all this other stuff you know and then a lot of people like nancy pelosi aoc donald trump even you know they have their private charities that they get that people donate to, you know, and none of that money goes, it's not a charity. It's just a front for bribes, for bribery. In fairness, I don't think AOC has one of those. Uh, But yeah, she might not. I don't know. Pelosi definitely does. But yeah, Nancy Pelosi for sure. Hillary Clinton. I mean, they got the Clinton Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. You know, they're all bought and paid for. They don't care about anything else. They're just going to say, they're just going to come on TV. They're going to say some controversial shit. That's going to keep you focused on that while behind, while, you know, while you're looking at that, they're over here doing other fucked up shit, you know, they shouldn't be doing. And they're not focusing on, on the problems at hand. I mean, we've we've had coronavirus now since what? Feb- March? February, March. Yeah, February, March. 190,000 know, dead. And, yeah, and people have been out of jobs, you know, with no money for how long? And they've only given us one stimulus check. Yeah, it's pretty You shitty. know, to, to try and stimulate the economy. And they can't fucking... They can decide that we need a stimulus check, but they can't decide on the controversial bullshit that nobody care really cares about. You know, the media is going to blow it up and act like everybody cares about gun control and everybody cares about. They really don't. No normal person really cares. I mean, that's only a small percentage of people that are that far left and that far right. Well, I, everybody I else this, so, is to, in fairness, though, so, like I'm pretty sure everyone can agree George Floyd's murder was a fucking crime against humanity. Yeah, it's negligent training. It was, you know, mo- most most police uh, departments, there's no remedial training. There's no, all right, it's been a year since you've been in the department. You're going to do a weapons class. You're going to do a combatives class. You're going to do this. I mean, departments do that, but it's once in a blue moon when they have the funding, you know, uh, that what, you know, like the military, for example, you know, it's every month we're doing some kind of training. I don't know how many classes I've had to sit through where we talk about combat lifesaver stuff, you know, trauma, essentially. Mm. Um, I don't know how many classes I've sat through on on the basic movement techniques that we learn in basic training on on um, pivoting base of fire and things like that. You know, we've done it so many times. It's ingrained in my head and we just keep doing it. That's good. You know, because we, we can't lose it. You know, it's, even uh physical training you know we we do pt tests every year we do physical training in the mornings you know we try to stay in shape you know when you go to a police department it's not like that it's not like you go to the range once a month once or twice a month and shoot i mean it may be in nicer departments but most departments across the country don't do that yeah once you graduate the police academy you don't you don't ever have to take another uh physical fitness test but you know as well as i do like just 
from your father's own accounts, there's a lot of good old boy corruption in those police departments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's good old boy corruption here in the Mississippi National Guard. That I do believe. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of it, man. There's a ton of it. He's a good old boy. We had a, a sergeant who was a recovering alcoholic during tell me that. Uh, annual training. Yeah, and he, you know, got back on the stuff. And instead of, uh, you know, court-martialing him or, you know, Article 15 him, whatever anybody thinks is the appropriate action for somebody. You know, he, he had somewhere to be at a certain time one morning, and the night before he just got trashed, and he said, screw it, I'm not going, you know, screw y'all. People trying to wake him up and get him moving. They sent him to rehab, you know, and that's that good old boy. So he's just a good old boy. Y'all don't need to do this and that. You know, no punishment. They just sent him to rehab. You know, I mean, if I were the military, I'd kick that, I'd demote that guy, kick his ass out. You know, he's not getting any pension. He's not getting anything. I agree. You know, but that's that's the whole system. One reason I think we are seeing a lot of the protests and riots uh, is there is a lot. You know, the, the system is kind of jamming up right now. It's it's at an impasse. Yeah, and and I, I've talked. I don't know if you've heard the episode with me and my buddy in the political science field, but it, yeah, he kind of agrees with me. Like it's. We're at the cusp of a new uh, paradigm. So mm-hmm. the current political order was started in the 80s, but it really took off in the 90s, uh, the neoliberal political order. And the best way you could yeah. probably sum that up is, you know, if it looks fine, don't touch it. Let's see if we can privatize as much shit as we can. Yeah. That that that's, yep. that sums it up. So that's why you have fucking Bradley tanks that don't fucking work. That's why you have yeah. the F-35 fighter jet takes 10 years in development and over a trillion dollars and it still doesn't fucking full fully work yeah that's how you get that shit because if you think about tristan you're a student of history in world war ii we were coming out with new designs every fucking six seven months oh yeah i mean who knows how many designs there were for the the m4 sherman yeah just new tank designs uh machine guns i mean uh, ship designs airplane designs every fucking six months to a year we were coming out with new stuff yeah. And it was good equipment too. Like the P fifty one is one of the best airplanes ever made. Yeah, absolutely. And you're telling me in twenty fucking twenty or twenty ten we couldn't create a jet fighter and it took ten fucking years and over one point two trillion dollars to make and it's still in fucking development. Yeah, you know, and I think I think a big part of that, you know, and a lot of people would probably disagree with me, is that we haven't really been in an actual war, you know since since the 60s 70s that's true but but a lot of it is also military contractors and what they do is so fucking smart those parts that go into making these ships and these tanks nowadays they have a part a manufacturing plant in every single state yeah so who the fuck's gonna vote against their own interests because if you're a senator from you know vermont and you try to vote against a bill they can say well look i mean this is gonna affect your workers to build this little sprocket here in in burlington yeah so it's it's that pretty much sums up why everything's so fucked up right now. And I remember I, yeah. I told you this, and I think you've kind of taken it to the heart now that you've seen it. If you look at the meat of the fucking problems and the meat of the policies, the Democrats, the modern Democratic Party and the modern Republican Party are very, very similar. Yeah, we've talked about this plenty of times before. They, they can pretty much agree on anything economic. How long do they can agree on social issues that don't affect people? Does does this shit does not matter? How many times? How quickly did it take for Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell in the Senate to pass the CARES Act? Like w- within two weeks, right? Yeah. And they still and again, this is two weeks for that. 
gave billions of dollars in subsidies to the healthcare industry, the, the auto industry, the aviation industry, and the travel industry. And again, they still haven't decided on a $1,200 extra check to us. Yeah. Uh, I think a good embodiment of that is you remember back in the State of the Union address when Nancy Pelosi was standing behind Trump and tore up his, uh, his speech he had? Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal. All the fucking people on Twitter were like, oh, my God, she's so heroic. She's so awesome. That's my queen. Yes, queen. There was the other half that was like, what a fucking bitch. (laughs) You know, the the rational take is that's meaningless. That doesn't mean anything. You literally voted for almost every business legislature he fucking proposed, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors, kabuki theater. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're all bought and paid for. They can all agree with everything. But they just, when it comes to social issues, they can't really agree with much. And they want to keep your attention focused on unimportant shit. Shit that's not important. Keep them looking over here. Look over here. Look at this hand that's moving. Don't look at the hand that's going in your pocket and taking all your money. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah so, so is, and, and, you know, unfortunately, even if Biden does win, which is certainly a chance he, he wins, I don't see any major changes happening. No, no. I mean, it, you know... I mean, th- think about the major changes between, um, we'll say, the first George Bush, George Bush Sr., and now. You know, I mean, how, aside from the media blowing things up and all that other stuff and a couple of social issues, you know, how has your life really changed? Not for the better. Since then? <laughs> it, it hasn't. It hasn't changed at all. It, I think it doesn't matter who, who would have come in office it wouldn't have affected anything. It, we would still be where we are now. You know, I remember, I remember, telling really you, I think this blew your mind when I was showing you this, I had you look up the, uh, the average median wage in 1978. And then we converted it into the inflation calculator for like $2020. Yeah. The average American household has not seen an increase in their, their income since 19 fucking 78, since the Jimmy Carter administration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean nothing. You know, nothing's really. I mean, we we make what? How many? How much less money do we make? It's like a couple grand. You know, it was like two thousand dollars less, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that's two thousand dollars. We we you know, if an economy is growing, we should all make a, be making a little more. You know, but effectively, we haven't really changed that much. You know, I mean, it's it's all the same. It's just a couple of social things that. You know, like transgender bathrooms and shit like that. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Do it. Don't yeah. do it. I, I look. I mean, I support trans people, but I'm sorry. Like, at the grand scheme of things, that does not really help a lot of people. That I mean, no. Yeah, it, it doesn't affect really anybody in the slightest, except maybe two percent of the population. Yeah, no, it I really doesn't do much. Yeah, and but it's you know it's the media. I mean, the media has exploded in the past few years, you know, because they've all decided let's just be shocking. Well, who owns the media? <laughs> oh, the large corporations. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bezos, the guy, the owner of Amazon, now the richest man on the planet, over two hundred billion dollars. He owns the Washington Post. Yeah. Do you think the Washington Post is ever going to post anything critical of Amazon of labor mispractices? Hell no. No, in fact, there's a uh, there's a plant up in Columbus, Ohio. One of the podcasters I listen to from up there. There's a uh, Amazon warehouse, and like it, it, the conditions are still like third world rate. Like they don't have air conditioning. They have an ambulance on staff because they decided it was cheaper to actually just 
you know, take people into the ambulance to the hospital than actually install an air conditioner. People have to wear fucking diapers because they don't give them enough time to take restroom breaks. Yeah. See, that's insane. You know, that's something that if, if people found out about it, if the Washington Post actually wrote about it, people would be pissed and Amazon stocks would drop overnight. Yeah. You know, but not only is it because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, but it's because other political leaders have to protect their investments. You know, it's not like political leaders don't invest in things. You know, they invest in oil, they invest in Amazon, they invest in Facebook, they invest in all this stuff. You know, and they're all the ones that really control everything that you see and do. Ultimately, you know, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're not going to sit here and talk shit about fucking Amazon because then Amazon stocks would drop and they lose a shitload of money. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think about that, but you're, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, another grand tragedy is most people employed at that facility are black. Like 90% of the people there are black. So again, it's, you know, come on people, black lives matter. This, this is affecting black people. This, this, these, these companies are hurting black people just as bad as everyone else. Yeah. But you'll never hear about it it's, because people are too, too busy. They want you to look at police officers. It's been completely taken at- over. It's, it has been completely hijacked by these large corporations again activision yeah. with the blm thing it's been completely hijacked yeah uh they're never going to talk Absolutely. about that because if they do yeah. it'll affect their bottom line right you know and it's and it's not the fact that i look at the news and i see people writing that really angers me you know things like that it's it's the fact that that people could be so dumb and so blind you know, to actually believe things like that, that, that makes me, that makes me mad. And it makes me sad at the same time. You know, you, nobody could sit was smart enough to sit back and take an objective look, you know, and go, well, you know, somebody's probably lying to us. Somebody's trying to distract us from other actual atrocities that are happening. You know, and that's, that's what really makes me mad. You know, my Sergeant, when he starts talking about Black Lives Matter and how police hate just hate black people. You know, if the kid in Wisconsin, the what uh, fucking I don't know Kenosha, Kenosha kid, is that what it is? Uh, I think it's up somewhere up in Wisconsin, Kenosha. That sounds familiar. Possibly. Yeah, you know, if they he, you know, he was talking about if that kid was black, they probably would have shot him. I'm like, I don't know, I don't think so. The way that he was acting, you know, but you know, that's, that's the type of thing, you know, he's so focused on that. He doesn't see anything else that's happening. You know, nobody reports black on black crime, you know, black people shooting other black people. Nobody reports anything. You know, the FBI is the only people that keep track of that, but nobody goes to the FBI website to read about stuff like that. They want to look at the news. The news is easy. Turn the TV on. Boom. There it is. Yeah. That's all they're going to listen to. Somebody walked in the building right now. Oh, shit. That sergeant, he heard you invoke his, his, his title. Again, I'm not I'm not doing this to fucking compete with fucking Joe Rogan. I'm doing this just to like talk to good friends and keep up with good friends. Yeah. You know what I want to know is how he got inside. Oh shit, he broke his. <laughs> well, I don't know, because the doors were all locked. Does he have a yeah. a key? That's what I want to know. Is he an officer? He's an NCO. He's an E5. One one rank above me. I don't know how he got a key. Whatever. <laughs> Shit. You know, it's it's kind of different here. I was thinking about it earlier. Um, you know, we still lose like like actual key locks, mm-hmm. you know, like twisting key. My unit in New Mexico, um, it wasn't a new building, it was an older building. This building was built, I think, like five or six years ago. It's a pretty brand new building. Huh. Um, 
the building in New Mexico was built something like 20 years ago and they've got like card locks. So the door, you have to have a, like a, a card and you swipe the card in front of a reader and the door unlocks, you know, so they, you know, it's easy for them. If they, if we had like, if I was staying at the armory one night, they would give me a key card and I could walk up to the door and click and unlock the door, you know, but here they've got like, I think like two or three sets of keys and they don't Mississippi, man. Yeah. I was like, wow. Literally stuck 30 years in the fucking past. Yeah. I was like, this is why people remember what Mr. Seitz would say. You remember Mr. Seitz? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. He, He used to talk about, how people in other states thought that uh that we you know we still were in like wooden schoolhouses and we had like a wood fire stove. I do remember like, that story. Stuff. I do remember that. Yeah. And I, I didn't believe him. And then I moved to New Mexico and that's exactly what people thought. <laughs> I never forget well one of my best friends, Audrey, she's from California. She lives in Louisiana now. Uh the first time she met me, she's like, Yeah, you know, I'm fairly progressive and she was like, Wait, you're from Mississippi with those political views? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, but with that accent, I mean, she just, oh yeah, she couldn't she couldn't get it past like some some dude with a southern accent was like supporting Sanders in twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious what people think of us. Now, granted, you're probably a, more of a minority in the South. I mean, I'm you know I'm no political science expert. No, I am, but uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's hilarious what people think of us. I mean, I remember I first moved to New Mexico, you know, going to to um say now you know we i was two or three years ahead of everybody in new mexico you know i'd already they made me retake geometry because they were they were like we you know you took it in middle school we don't allow that i was like really so i had to retake geometry you know but i finished uh college level algebra in 11th grade at that school damn that late um yeah i know right we took in eighth grade yeah, it was, we it was they called it introduction into college algebra and then college algebra one and I like to finish both of those courses in uh one school year in eleventh grade. It was pretty funny. Um but you know, I remember I was in a I was put into a twelfth grade senior level course, um, integrated physics and chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was a dual credit course uh for college. And uh the first day, I think maybe well, probably wasn't the first day, it was like the second or third day I was in there. Um everybody figured out that I was from Mississippi. They asked me, you know, where are you from? I said, I'm from Mississippi. And uh, they said, you're from Mississippi? Like, aren't you people, aren't you guys supposed to be dumb? I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm a 15-year-old in a fucking <laughs> senior level course. Yeah, we're we're dumb as shit. You know, and then from that day on, I had the nickname Mississippi. Everybody just called me Mississippi because uh, nobody damn. took the time to learn my name. It was fucking hilarious. That was the first thing they asked me. They didn't ask, hey, what's your name? It was like, hey, where are you from? You know, and then stop there. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane yeah I, yeah, uh, yeah that that kind of wraps it all up like don't judge a book by its cover or how it sounds yeah you know like i you know i wouldn't say i'm i'm an extremely smart person i'm not a, i'm not a smart person but you know depending on the people you put me around you know i'm a fucking einstein to some people boy you ain't kidding man <laughs> you know, well i mean we both are you know most people are you know and and it's not like I, you know, and I tell people this all the time because, you know, here in the unit, people, you know, fight, fight over me all the time because I just, you know, I don't do any, I'm not exceptionally smart. I wouldn't say I'm exceptionally smart. I'm not this badass PT stud, super smart, you know, dude. Um, All I do is I listen. That's it. I just listen and I do what I'm told. And I'm like the fucking super soldier 
of the unit. Like literally, you know, we were, we were going to do sniper training and, um, you know, we, we had five people go to this, this kind of like sniper introduction thing. And, uh, of the five people, I'm the only person that the leadership of my unit came to and said, we don't want you to go. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. You know, all the other, the, the other four people, they were like, Oh, you're going to the sniper introduction course. That's pretty cool, man. You know, and that was it. You know, the captain, the the um, company commander, the company first sergeant, and the readiness and training NCOs all came in. They're like, dude, we don't want you to go. Like, you're our fucking, you're the guy we go to when we want shit done. I'm like, well, it's, it, I'm not special. I don't do anything particularly well. You would all think I they would promote you if that was the case. Well, there's a lot of other, a lot of other things that go into promotions. You know, I have to, to get to E5, I have to go to a BLC, basic leadership course, and uh, they're, I don't know. Even though they like me so much, they're really grab ass on the way that they're trying to cover that, get get me into that. They, I don't know. They're inconsistent. I guess it has to do a lot with laziness. But yeah, you know, going back to the overall thing, you know, I'm not a particularly smart person, you know, and I'm I don't think anybody from Mississippi is. But really, the way to get through life for anybody that listens to this podcast, the biggest thing is to listen and to just do what you're told. You know, and you can apply that to all walks of life, to everything. So as, as a man of science, it always, I always question authority, though. So that's kind of my M.O. Yeah, no. But I mean, no, I mean should, not, not like that. Not, not like fucking that, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. If some dude points a gun at me, I'm going to listen to him and I'm going to do everything he tells me to do. Because that is the most likely scenario that I survive. Okay, you, you, you know, I'm, you're just a lion dog-faced <laughs> pony soldier, though. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know people people you know like murders you know and people get murdered every day people get murdered with guns they get murdered with vehicles they get murdered with bats they get murdered with forks and knives and ice picks and, and they usually come to the this. blood bank when i'm not there because i dodge yeah. bullets better than they do <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to hell for that i need to i need to edit oh, that yeah. out. <laughs> No, it's okay. I I said a really really bad joke, and I don't I don't really want to say it on the podcast. No, no, I think I told you, you yeah, don't don't don't. Uh, uh-uh. uh. But uh, let's kind of yeah. kind of the last quarter. Let's uh let's let's go back to uh let's, let's to our childhood. Back. Yeah, to our childhood. Like we first time I met you was in two thousand eight, I think. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, we the way that me and Ken met, you know, Ken can attest to this for everybody that's listening. Uh, you know, w- when I was younger, I'm not, I wasn't always this outspoken kind of crazy talking person that you've listened to in the podcast for the last, I don't know how long now, seventy five minutes. Um, seventy five minutes, awesome. I wasn't always that guy. Uh, I was very timid, very quiet, um, very uh, introverted, private sort of person. Yeah, an introvert and. Uh, you know, I sat down in the in the library during a like an introduction kind of thing. It was like you know, the, uh, it was like, fuck, how, how would you define it? Orientation. Maybe. Orientation. Yeah. It's like an orientation, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm nervous. I don't know anybody, you know, especially, you know, the, the school that we went to a lot of a lot of everybody knew each other. Everybody had gone to that school since kindergarten, you know, and I was just transferring in. Um, seventh grade too like yeah seventh grade and uh so i didn't know anybody people didn't know me a lot of people didn't necessarily like me but they didn't necessarily like ken either you know and he'd been there for a while so (laughs) 
<laughs> I can truly attest to that. Yeah, but uh, Ken sat next. I think we just happened to sit next to each other. Turned to me and hey, what's your name? You know, where are you from? Hey, you know, and and uh, we got we talked a little bit, and he helped show me around, and uh, we became you know started to become kind of best friends, and you know we uh, we hung out all through high school. We were picked on a lot. You Fuck know, yeah. it, was, it was it was stupid and. You know, I mean, that's that comes back to the, you know, what's in the hearts of, of people. But we fall back, like though. We fall back. Longer. Yeah, we fall back a couple of times. We uh, weren't always successful, but we, we fought back. Yeah, you know, and, and at that point, you know, it didn't really matter because, you know, if we didn't fight back, we we're going to get the, the shit kicked out of us. If we fought back, we we're probably going to get the shit that kicked out of us. You know, at least we go down swinging, you know. True. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Ken here is gotten in his fair share of fights i've gotten into my fair share of fights during that time we earned a good bit of respect i mean a lot of the people that picked on us you know the first couple of years we were there um actually we we became well i would say we became pretty good, we're good on good terms with them yeah we were on good terms with them you know we got the respect that that uh you know we had earned um there were still people that would just constantly they didn't care about anything like that they just didn't like us because I think the biggest thing is, and, and I know it's kind of cliche, and I know it's something that everybody says, we were smarter than everybody. You know, and we knew we were smarter than everybody. Yeah, I mean, we were and, we were the nerds group. We were the, the bunch yeah. of tech-inclined, history-inclined nerds. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure even to this day, a lot of them hate us because, you know, we're successful. You know, you're medical lab scientists making a good bit of money every year. You know, I'm in the military. I've got a lot of... Uh, structure and i make good money and and uh really? a lot of the people that we knew that he picked on us they're not they're <laughs> drug addicts and they're yeah. failed parents and you know they're not even fucking 25 yet yeah <laughs> it's true but i guess the, the greatest thing i've been so fortunate is i've had a very small but very good cabal of friends I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you've you've bailed me out like times where I've needed you to stay on the phone. We won't go into details. Uh, yeah, you know, I've had other friends, very good friends in times of need. They've come through, and vice versa for them. So, but what year did you leave to New to go to New Mexico? Two thousand and twelve. I finished the the uh, spring semester twenty twelve, and then I. Um, moved i think june oh fuck that's june right that's right because oh man because i remember we were thinking about like having halo 4 parties and stuff when it released in november yeah and that never came through yeah it never happened i remember um i remember it came out and rob came up that christmas and i got him a, a copy of halo 4 and he was like oh yeah i'm gonna bring you this stuff Never brought me anything. I gave him his copy of Halo 4, and then he said he lost it on the way home, wanted me to get him another one. I was like, fuck you, dude. You Never talked to him again after that. <laughs> and his mom texted, like, fucking four years later. Like, I think it was 2016, and uh, my mom walked in the room. She goes, you remember Rob? I was like, yeah. She's like, his mom's me and his mom keep in contact. I was like, oh, that's cool. She's like, she wants you to text him to talk to him about the military because he's a piece of shit. She didn't say those words exactly. That's what it was. What yeah, and uh, I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I'm still. What, what if you just get like a random phone call, like one in the morning? He's like, "Bitch, I still want my Halo Four copy." Oh God, I told him go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, you left, uh, and then it'd been eight years later. 
Seven years. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, let's see. Two thousand twelve. Was it? No, it was two thousand eighteen. Because I was at Fort Benning in August of two thousand eighteen is when you called me. Um, you sure? Because I was I in clinical. No, it, no, it had been. I get my dates mixed up. No, you're right. It was late 2018. Yeah. Cause I had just started clinicals. Yeah. You, um, Ken here was trying to prank call somebody that we used to go to high school with. Who's a fucking uh, idiot, by the way. Yeah. He used to prank call us and do all this crazy stuff. And he was an idiot. My, my, my father got him in trouble as he was blowing up. Our, <laughs> he was blowing up a group text that we had had of uh, all of us with just roll tide. Like he would put probably 1400 roll tides. He would crash people's phones. Yeah. In an hour. Yeah. He crashed my phone. He crashed uh, one of our other friends' phones. Um, so at the time his father was the, um, police chief of the town that we lived in. And, uh, my father was law enforcement in the state of Mississippi. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, my father called his father, not, not personal phone to phone. Cause we, we actually knew him personally or my parents knew him personally. Really? He didn't call like his personal cell phone. He called the, uh, city that we lived in. Uh, he called the local department and asked to speak to the police chief personally <laughs> through the department. Ooh. And, uh, his dad lost his shit because he was getting calls through the department about people wanting to take action against his son. Um, but anyway, he was trying. Ken here was trying to prank call that guy. Oh yeah, and uh, accidentally called me. How the fuck and I still I had it, your number in my phone? I do not know. Yeah, I still had your number because it popped up your name. I was like, oh wow. So I answered the phone. I was like, hello, <laughs> and uh, you go, hello. Is this insert this guy's name here? And I said, uh, no, it's, Tr- it's Tristan. And you're like, it's who? I was like, it's Tristan. You hung up. So I called you back. <laughs> And you said, this is Tristan? I was like, yeah, it is. What's up? And uh, you hung up again. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I called you a third time. And you're like, this is really tri- This is really you. And I was like, yep, it's me. And uh, you were like, oh, my God. And we talked for like two and a half, three hours. Yeah, and, catching uh, up and, on old times and like the intro. Yeah. And we, we call each other at least once a week since then. Try and that was... Down. Fuck, two years ago, almost three years ago now. Well, it'd be three years in yeah. another year. First so, time I but... saw you, uh, we went to some that, that little shitty restaurant in Jackson. Yeah, it had been a long time, and I was I was amazed. You know, you had I think you had a beard. I did, yeah. I, that know. was my beard, beard phase. You gained a good bit of weight since high school, but I mean, I could still tell it was you. You know, we sat. I don't know how long we sat in that restaurant. It was a well, I know four was, or five hours. Like, yeah, it was light when we got there. It was dark as shit when I left. And we had a uh, fuck ton of Heinekens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we drank a good bit. But we drank over four or five hours. So, you know, we yeah, yeah. We, we clearly nobody did drank. not drive drunk. Don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody drink and drive. If you're listening to this podcast, it's a bad idea. And it's against the law. That's the biggest thing. It's just against the law. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah that's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It, it really is insane. Like, we just picked up the conversations like it it was the last day of 2012 when we saw each other yeah yeah it was it was uh i think the last time i saw you in 2012 you actually your dad came drove you to my house and you gave me a uh, 1946 roosevelt dime I did, yeah that uh, that dime i think was my it, it ran into family it was like a, a granddad's or something yeah so well i still have that dime it's still uh 
it's still in a special place you know i never got rid of it every time i would pick it out look at it i was like man ken gave me that i, I mean i just remember seeing the the truck that you drive now <laughs> pull up in the driveway same fucking truck yeah Yep. And I, I remember that out. I just got done running a track meter. No, I, I'd just gone to a coin show. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to your house. Uh, you had a bunch of boxes. Your parents had packed up a bunch of boxes for moving. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is all, all my shit's in these boxes. You obviously didn't say it like that because that's not yeah. how we used to talk back then. Well, yeah, no, nah, we didn't. I mean, we cussed when we were at school, but I don't think we ever really cussed that much out of side school because we never really uh, had any reason. I turned into a sailor like 2016 yeah. to today. Yeah, no, I I did too. I say fuck like every other word. Fuck, goddamn shit. Uh, anyway, yeah. but you were like, uh, you said, oh yeah, all this stuff's been packed up. I, I don't need any of this crap. All I got is my Halo 3, my, my Call of Duty Black Ops, and my te- television yep. and Xbox 360. Yep, that's all I needed when I was a kid. I remember that. Uh, yeah, and I think you were gone like the next week. Yeah, it wasn't long after that. We we packed up pretty quick. Um, I remember leaving. It was pretty emotional. And uh, my mom, we were driving over the Mississippi State Bridge. You know, I couldn't drive at the time. And uh, my mom was kind of tearing up. And the, we were in a separate truck than my dad. My dad had a bigger truck. And, uh, yeah, she... She didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. You know, it was kind of emotional. And then I lived out there for, I got, I think, probably the second year. I was like, screw, screw Mississippi. This place is nice. I like this. I like New Mexico a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's insane, though. Like, you left, and, like, I, I hate to say this, man, but, I, I mean, you just kind of were an afterthought. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, y'all y'all were, too. Like, we, we kept in contact for a little while. We would talk kind of like how we talk now every other week or so and uh but eventually that got you know, i think you know yeah you know you you i mean you know we were still in high school and you know when you're a high schooler high school is the only thing on your mind you know and you're focused and you're trying to get good grades and do all this stuff you know it's not really to and until after you're out of high school where you're like wow you know that was really kind of stupid and why do people still do this no kidding <laughs> but uh yeah so i you know yeah. Yeah, and that was my third phone I was on too, which just surprises the fuck out of me how my my contacts yeah stayed the same because I've yeah, got contacts here I made from like I think you're one of the older ones, but I got some from like 2011, 2010 still on my phone. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I used to have a lot of old phone numbers. I had people from elementary school on my phone for a long time, but you know, I got my uh, when I got my iPhone. Um, I lost pretty much everybody's number that I didn't really care about. Wow. Oh, man. Looking right here, I got a phone number from a, a friend of Rob's that lived in Florida. I still have her phone number. Holy crap. How who else? How far who is that? Else? Uh, that would have been, I would have gotten that phone number actually in 2013 because uh, me and Rob got into that Mabinagi game. And we would play online every now and again. I would get on and his friends would be on and we'd Skype call. She was really cool. I think she we both had kind of a crush on each other. We lived so far away and you know, we were still high schoolers, so we didn't have any money. So I kind of fizzled, but I'm not worried about that. I had another girlfriend at the time. So man, oh, there's Derek's phone number. God fucking <laughs> damn it. That's stupid something. I'm sorry, but you're talking about the dumbest man I've ever goddamn met. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got Domino's Pizza and on uh, from where we're from, I still have that phone number. That's hilarious. Call him up by the Walmart. Pizza. 
Dude, I thought about, I think one time I did, I ordered Rob like fucking 12 pizzas and sent them to his house and told him I'd pay them when they got there. Did you ever do it? Oh, no, I did. No, I did that. Oh, man. Never heard anything about it. So you should not yeah. pay them. That would have been the best. Oh, no, I didn't pay him. That was before I had a credit card. I was like, yeah, I got cash. I'll pay you when you get here. And that was... <laughs> you sneaky bastard. Oh, yeah. Um, I got Jacob's number. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, oh, fuck, I got, I got Joseph's phone number. I got to edit out these names, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, nobody, nobody that we know listens to this, do they? No, but you know how it is in the fucking internet, man. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I still, I got like three numbers for old Joe. What about, uh, uh, I don't know. I wonder whatever happened to old Mr. Sites. He got, he quit after we, oh, after I left. I know that, but. J- uh, Jacob, his class made him quit. That was a bad. They didn't like that him. That was a bad class. Yeah, no, they, they were like, we don't like him. I was like, why? Dude, it's. He was the coolest freaking teacher I think I'd ever had. You know, he, I don't know. They, they, those kids, they were, they were terrible kids. That's some of Jimbo shit, that dumb fucking cunt. Oh yeah, that fat fuck. Oh yeah, of course they named the kid Jimbo. Jumbo. (laughs) Oh yeah, we fucked with him all the time. Yeah, he's, uh, let's, let's not let him occupy any more time in our heads. Is he well? Is, is he still that big? Well, you probably don't keep up. With I him. think he did lose some weight to his credit. Yeah, that's good for him. He's still a fat fuck. Yeah, and your your mind, huh? Yep. God, I got a lot of fucking staff sergeants and specialists and sergeants. I got a major. Ooh, holy shit! I got lieutenant major. commander in my phone, so that's cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> Let's see who who else we got. I got Zach's number still. His old number. I don't know if it still works. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just those couple of people. Yeah, it. Uh, I'd say all things sincere, though. I know it's every time we we do this kind of stuff where we talk, inebriated or not, we uh, it's it, it's like a nostalgia trip. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade those years for anything. They were kind of shitty years you know but it was you and joe and and rob and everybody that made it kind of bearable and uh it it made me you know for anybody listening to this podcast you know i don't know how old y'all are you know if you're you know still in high school you know the biggest thing is you know yeah it sucks people are dicks you know hate for you to, hate that that's a shocker to you but uh you know, it, it, it makes you who you are later in life, you know, and if you're happy with who you are, you know, don't don't trade those years for anything ever, if that ever becomes a thing. Yeah. You know, they, they make you a more impressionable person, more outgoing person, a nicer person. You know, you have perspective. Compassion. Yeah, and compassion. You know, you wouldn't want, you know, to be that sort of person to anybody else. Yeah, I do think you that know, was a great time because it was – the beginning of the modern era. It's when the internet was still like the wild, wild west, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You could say anything on the internet and not get in trouble oh, about God. it. I remember when fucking like chat roulette and 4chan and all this crazy, when that, that stuff all started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People would hang their dongles on chat roulette. <laughs> oh, God. Two girls, one cup. Remember in high school when they're like, oh, man, did you see two girls, one oh, cup, bro? Wow. 
I never saw that. I knew what it was, but I never actually watched the video until I lived in New Mexico. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'll admit, it was kind of hot up until they started. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like it wasn't. I was like, wow, they're pretty fine. I was like, oh, wow, that's uh, that's not normal. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you tried to trick me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that was certainly a great era. Like, just a crazy oh, shit. Yeah. Cyanide and Happiness was just becoming a thing. Oh, fuck, that was the, that was the shit, man. Filthy Frank had made his debut back in 2010, 2011. Yeah. PewDiePie wasn't crazy. I mean, I you know, his his older videos, they're, they're, I think they're pretty funny. You know, he had a good thing going, and he ruined it himself. Yeah, so. I will say, I think... Uh, I think the guy did Filthy Frank. I I think he did the right thing to get out when he did in 2017. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, the, the longer you stay, the more likely you are for a scandal. With that, you know, just, Especially the bigger you get. With that and all the PC and the change of attitudes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I part of me kind of wishes I could take the best of college, which is basically getting drunk with my friends and playing Battlefield, Combine that with like the best of like high school, or at least the early 2010s. Yeah, which was the same thing, just without getting drunk. Without getting drunk, just chilling out with friends and having a good time. Yeah, because still, some of my fondest fucking memories to this day. I know it's not like a goddamn Vietnam vet, and I'm only 23, which sounds retarded, but (laughs) some of my fondest memories are literally just going over with like literally three of my good friends, just. Having a few beers, having jello shots, playing Battlefield, talking about random shit. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we're all sophomores in college. Yeah, I never really got any of those years, but, uh, you know, I mean, high school, I mean, some of my fondest memories are like us sitting out, just telling jokes and shooting shit in front of the uh, the library. (laughs) Yeah, because we had a little bench, remember? Yeah. They kept it there just for us. Yeah, so we'll just keep it to to, uh, to last names. But let me let me do an impression, and I bet you can guess this teacher. Shush! You gotta play basketball. You gotta play basketball, man. Oh, Hodge, the Hodgepodge, the Hodge. Quitchy Mickey Mousey. Oh fuck! I forgot that was his go-to line. Quitchy Clowny yeah. and Quitchy Mickey Mousey. That was so. I'm glad he got fired. Okay, yeah, that, that's going to be the title for this episode. <laughs> Quinchy Mickey Mouse. And Quinchy Clown. And it's like only six people yeah. are going to know what the fuck that means. But Oh, yeah, if there's six fucking people watch the show. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It could be, usually, yeah, yeah. usually we average between five and six, six uh, downloads per episode. Five and six. Downloads or views? Downloads. It doesn't take views. No, it gives you an estimated audience size. Ours is between fifteen and twenty. But a lot of that can be just people rewatching the same episode. Yeah. So I know I, I listen to each episode after it plays just to make sure there's no god but you know, terrible audio bugs. Uh right. That probably accounts for about six or seven of those. But yeah, I, I I'm content for what this is, I'm content. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, you should think about, you know, just throwing it out there on other platforms. Oh, it, it goes on a lot of platforms. It goes on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Mixer. 
Nice. Yeah, Anchor does that all for you. <laughs> if I start getting a thousand, like if this episode for some fucking reason got a thousand views in one like in a day or in a month, I would seriously question what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Yeah. I seriously well, question I mean, what the fuck is wrong with people because why would people... You know, yeah, I mean, you could turn ads on, you know, I just wouldn't, you know, if somebody came, hey, sponsor us, but you can't say this, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to sponsor you. Then. Or, or, you know, I'm not, I don't want you as a sponsor. Well, that, you know, that is not family finish. friendly by definition. Like, it's literally a bunch oh. of 20-year-old dudes getting drunk. Well, I mean, have you ever seen the Two Bears, One Cave podcast? You know, you're going to mention them. Yeah, I've heard of them. Shout out to Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Uh, you know, they're not exactly the most family friendly podcast in the world, but they get... You know, they're famous comedians, so they get some good sponsorships. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But uh yeah, that uh yeah, again, we've uh we've covered quite a bit today, man. Yeah, we've covered a good bit. You know, I don't know if it was very organized. Yeah, man. We'll we'll definitely do more structured stuff in the future. You'll definitely be a reoccurring guest. Yeah, no, I'd love to be a reoccurring guest. I've enjoyed this, you know, just you know, putting my thoughts out there and maybe somebody will listen to it and and uh, you know whether they agree with it or not, maybe they'll blow it up on social media, and a lot of people listen to what, it. What, what if you see that? Like somehow they manage to fucking like find your address, find a picture of you, find out where you work at, uh, and you see like your picture on like Times Square, like most piece of shit person on the planet. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Well, I wouldn't be surprised that I was the most piece of shit person on the planet, but I'd be surprised if somebody actually found that shit. <laughs> God, you're like wow. That's kind of crazy. They really <laughs> fucking hate me. Yeah, that's fuck it. Everybody hates me. No Maybe shit. But uh, yeah, you got any final remarks, man? Before we call it a night? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, anybody that listens, I pre- with you know, I appreciate you. I know Ken definitely appreciates you coming out of the podcast and listening. If you stayed this long, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, let's see. Hold on, I gotta I have a joke. This is this is for anybody that grew up kind of in the impressionable era that we that we grew up in. Uh, if you've managed to stay this long in the podcast, you know we we appreciate it. And this is just for you. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? You are. You are who? You are a dirty, dirty shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes, that was a good way. To do it. I, I was gonna I was gonna try to do something, but I, I can't top that, man. <laughs> well, what were you gonna do? Come on, go ahead, do it. Oh, I was just gonna go welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. Oh yeah, welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. Yeah, for those of you that stayed this long, welcome to the fucking rice fields. All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll, I know I'll talk to you before next week, but uh, next next week we'll we'll have a more scheduled format, brother. Stay safe, brother. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You too, man. Thanks everybody for coming out, hanging out. <laughs>